What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Active Life Podcast. I'm Dr. Sean. I'm your host, and you're in for a treat today, especially if you're a fitness professional. Today's episode is with my good friend, Daniel Hong. Daniel Hong has been a CrossFit coach, a personal trainer, and a corporate wellness director of his own business in Northern California. This is a masterclass. This episode is a masterclass for any coach out there who wants to expand their reach, doesn't know how to acquire their next client, and thinks it's already being done, why would anybody want to hire me to do it? On this episode, Daniel is going to walk you through step by step by step how to approach midsize and large companies to attract their interest and get them to hire you to install a corporate wellness program in their facility. One person corporate wellness program. You don't need crazy technology, you don't need a ton of statistics, and you don't need millions of dollars. One person. If you're a coach listening to this, and you're struggling financially, and you want to change the way things are going, you need to take out a pen and paper. We also cover the impact that that has had, not only on Daniel and his bank account and his ability to provide for himself and his family, but how is the ripple effect that he is creating at large companies like Apple, Google, Stanford School of Business, how is the ripple effect that he is creating there affecting every single one of us every single day? It's a crazy story, and like I said, it's a master class. You're going to be blown away by how professional Daniel is, and you're going to wonder why you haven't heard of him yet. Remember who introduced you. Enjoy the episode. Daniel Hong. It's been a long time coming, man. Welcome to the Active Life Podcast. Thanks so much, Sean, for having me. Been a fan since the beginning, so this is a, a, a real treat for me to be one-on-one podcasting with you. Yeah, it's cool. Like, we do workshops dozens of times a year, you know, and and I do special events with other people. I speak at their stuff. And there's always people walking up being like, hey, I've been following you for a long time. I did this, I did this. And it's always flattering. It's very rare, however, that somebody does that and they're like, yeah, and I did what you said and got phenomenal results and I want to continue to work with you guys and help you and communicate and be your, you know, your, your advocate and your ambassador out wherever I can do that. That's for sure. That's what you did. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how we stayed in touch for the last, what, seven months. Yeah. Yeah. Almost a year. It's cool. It's cool. So, so let's, let's, we're going to get into corporate wellness and how you're affecting, you know, Dozens of lives at a time, but really what I'm excited to hear about is how that's affecting thousands, if not in the sense of the people who you're working with, millions of lives downstream. But before we get to that, what I would love to hear about is the story that you told me when you came to the workshop that I did with Stu Brower. Mm -hmm. When we talked about the YouTube series that we put out, how to sell more personal training sessions in your gym. Yeah, that was... um a pretty a pivotal moment in my development as a professional coach and also my career path because I knew I wanted to affect more lives in um, a more personal way with fitness 
And I will always love the group fitness model because that's where I started with my own fitness. Um, that's where I developed a stronger passion for coaching. But I knew if I wanted to um, not only chart, chart out a career path, um, but to have more of an effective role in other people's wellness and health, I needed to find a, um, a professional way of doing that. And so um, I followed your Instagram and I followed, um, uh, and then it started to lead me to the videos. And I came across one that was like over an hour long. And it was a free workshop that you had done for, um, uh, oh, what's his name? CrossFit 516, Tyler McBride. Yeah, yeah Tyler's, Tyler's gym. Yeah, CrossFit 516. And I started watching it and I realized, oh, this is like a free workshop. So I'm just going to go through it as if I were attending and then learn as much as I can. And when you started to go into the assessments, I found very interesting because it gave me a systematic approach to understanding what gym members' needs actually are. So when they tell me, I can't deadlift today because my back is hurting, um, that was a starting point. But then with that simple assessment for uh, hip flexion, I was able to tell them, hey, I think this is going to be the best option for you so you don't actually leave today's workout more hurt than when you came in. And it gave me an easy way um, in just a few minutes to really understand what the members were trying to communicate to me. And um, they really enjoyed it. And then when I went back to the videos and I started to really listen to how you develop kind of the the business piece of it. I found that to be very helpful because there isn't really a way for us to do that as far as uh, coaches in specifically kind of the, the CrossFit gym space. We don't really have a lot of guidance with that unless the team has a sales person to help you walk through all that. So um, giving, giving that you had a model for us to very simply explain as to how coaches, we can extend um, an additional revenue source, but also how that member could get specific one-on-one attention to address their individual needs. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it gave me a lot of confidence in knowing this is, this is, uh, these are the steps that you would follow so that you can make that happen. So when I approached certain members in the gym that I knew they were suffering from uh, exercise related injuries. Um, I literally just like transcribed word for word what <laughs> we were telling Tyler and his group to say, and it's not like it was um, a trick or anything. It was just a very eloquent way of speaking so that they can understand the value that you're trying to bring to them and um, giving them that option, letting them know you don't have to leave the gym to get help. I can do that for you because now I understand what your needs are based on what you're telling me and what I'm seeing through the assessment. And when I, uh, when I started to pull these members aside outside of class, doing the assessment with them, the full assessment based on what I was seeing in the YouTube video and giving them my opinion from a coaching perspective, they were like, all right, let's do it. Sign me up for three months and let's see if you can get me out of back pain or if you can address why um, my shoulders are constantly hurting when I'm trying to do an overhead squat or hanging from a pull-up bar. And I started to develop based on, and then I purchased your bulletproof programs 
And then I started to model based off of that, uh, what would, what were their low hanging fruits and how can I address that using kind of the exercises that you had listed out in the bulletproof programming. And they were seeing really good results. Uh, basically finding a way to modulate their volume because they just, you know, they do a lot. And also to let them know that, Hey, I'm going to help you build these constructs based around where you're at currently and keep all the exercise movements within a safe way of performing them so that you don't get more hurt. And it was unbelievable. Members were coming up to me just, you know, with their checkbook and just saying, what is the, (laughs) and no joke, I would be like out of the gym at a client's place or, um, leading a class somewhere else. And then I get a text from the front desk person be like, so-and-so just dropped off a check for you. Uh, this person dropped off a check for you. And they're like, let's, let's really seriously give it a try for three months because for them, it wasn't a matter of guessing anymore that I can actually give them from a coaching perspective, like here's what you're going to need to do so that you can keep coming to the gym and actually getting more fit instead of leaving more hurt. Yeah. I think, I think that, um, that's a really valuable lesson for anybody to hear, which is not go buy our stuff, right? I mean, you watched at that point, you had done everything with us for free on our yeah. YouTube channel. Yeah. And I mean, look, go buy our stuff. But, Absolutely it, it was, go buy <laughs> but the point that I'm making is that all you need to do as a coach is be able to actually have a certain level of value that you can give to your clients and then be able to communicate that value to your clients yeah. and then be able to prioritize your time and your value in such a way that other people need to pay to access it. The same way that you would have to pay to go to a restaurant and they don't feel bad dropping the check off on the table. It's the same thing. You're right. Yeah. So the thing that gets left out there that I want to make sure coaches know is members in your gym are not going to just be dropping checks off at the front desk saying, yeah, I want to work with this person. If you don't exude the professionalism that I know you do, Daniel. And what I mean by that is, I imagine that the people who you went and talked to already trusted you to do what you were already doing for them. Yeah. And so when you told them I can do more for you, for them, it was a very easy, okay, well, everything else you've told me has been true. So let me do this with you too. So the first thing that any coach really needs to be able to do is gain the trust of people and provide them value. Then you can start asking for money. Makes sense. Yeah, that that definitely does. And I felt like at that point, we were, I was at a crossroads with like, okay, I know with my coaching experience of almost 10 years, I have a lot of value to give people. It's just the platform that I was servicing members at, which is in front of a group class. It wasn't the best place for me to explain that to people mm-hmm. And with this uh, movement assessment and essentially turning it into like uh, a one-on-one like fitness consultation. They were able to really tell me because like you mentioned, we've already built a trusting relationship and now they have an opportunity to really tell me what's going on and then where they want to go from there and letting them know, Hey, if we approach this with some systemized organized way of leading you closer towards your goals, isn't that something you would want to do? And their answer is always like, absolutely without a question. Mm -hmm. And so it was helping them too to kind of hone in, dial in exactly what it is they're looking for and why they're at the gym. And then me, with the experience and knowledge, knowing I can keep you going in that direction, it was really a boost of confidence for them, knowing that they they actually are in the right place. 
And what do you say, Daniel, to the coaches out there or any really new person to a career mm -hmm. who's like, oh, well, damn, I need to wait 10 years to be like, you know, to have Daniel's experience, to be that kind of valuable. What, what do you say to them? Because that's the thing that I'm afraid somebody who just heard everything that we said is going to, they're going to cling on to because they mm -hmm. need something that gives them the out. They need something that tells them it's okay that you're not as successful at helping your clients as Daniel is yet. He's been in the business now for 11 years, 10 years at the time that the story started. So when you get to 10 years, you'll be successful like Daniel too. How do you help them get over that nonsense? Over the last 10 years, my care and concern for the people that are in front of me that are entrusting me with their fitness has not changed. Like when I first got into fitness, I got into it because I was sick myself, diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma back in 2008. And I was like, hey, I want to try and help prevent a situation like this happening to anybody else that I come in contact with uh, here on out and help them with their fitness, help them with their nutrition the best way I know. And I have to start with myself first. So with that kind of passion, I think it comes down to the coach identifying why they're in the position that they are currently. Why are you in a position to help people with their fitness and wellness? And once they can identify that, the, the years of experience, that's more for yourself to understand uh, more specifically how, what unique tools do you bring to the table in helping other people. But as long as you're clear on what reasons uh, you have for being in front of the people that trust you, then you don't necess necessarily need 10 years of experience. You just need to identify why you're there. Well, and that's a huge, first of all, I didn't know that. So that's very oh. cool. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. Um, but I, th I think that, that that speaks to having a really strong why to do mm -hmm. it. And I'm not, I've talked to people who've been like, Dr. Sean, I've heard you talk about finding your why and I'm really frustrated. Like I don't know mine and I feel like I should and I'm sad about it now. I'm like, look, it's, it's okay. It's a process of, mm -hmm. of getting to something and then changing it, to be honest. But, yeah. but when it comes to why you chose to do fitness as a profession, for you, it's like I had a life-altering event where my life was literally on the line. I came out of it. I recognized that there were habits that I could have done better. Mm -hmm. So I developed better habits. And then I wanted to share that with other people so that they never had to deal with the, the hardship I went through to do it. And when yeah. you say it like that, I think what, what other coaches don't understand who jump in front of the room for 20 bucks, 25 bucks an hour and just coach and cheerlead, right. you're out there curing cancer. Literally. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, look, can we prove that? No, but that's the intent. It's mm -hmm. to create lifestyles that, that, that prohibit cancer from growing. Right. Take that with you to coach your fucking group class. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, it changes everything. So, yeah. so and it's coolest. The, the thing for me that makes this the most impactful and the most exciting is our mission is to be able to help millions of people to have the kind of outcome that they deserve. I mean, that's not specifically our mission, but that is a part of what our mission is. Our mission is humanize the doctor professionalize the coach, empower the individual. But we want to see over a million people a year getting the outcomes of what we teach people to do. We know we can't get to a million ourselves. So knowing that there's people like you out there doing it mm -hmm. is is huge. So 
you've taken that level of professionalism that you exude and you've gone from being in a CrossFit gym environment almost most of the time to yeah. being doing that, I believe still, I don't know officially, but, and, and working in the corporate environment for companies like Google, the Stanford school of business, Apple. Yeah. At Apple. Right. So can you tell us about what that was like? I mean, do they throw up a help wanted ad and say, Hey, help wanted experienced coach. You can run wellness for our entire company. No, it definitely is not advertised that way. <laughs> I wish it was, then I could save a lot of time right now. But, um, most of these established companies, they have as part of, you know, a company checklist, they're basic things that you need. You need HR, you need a legal team, and you need software engineers. And along that, to be a legal business, you need to offer some sort of um, benefits package for the employees. So where corporate wellness falls under is kind of like the HR responsibility of making sure that the as part of the benefits package that these wellness needs are met and for each company it's a little different depending on the size uh, especially because it's costly it's expensive to have uh, an all-encompassing wellness program but what i've learned from working with companies like google and stanford is that they want to offer the most amount of amenities that can keep all of the care for their employees in-house and my approach to it was reaching out to the decision makers and talking to them about what is the most effective program that I know or effective way I know of how to help people start addressing specifically the fitness pillar of wellness. Can we you know, go there, back? Can we go yeah. back? I, I know I, I like where you're going, but I want to go back a step because you're the kind of person who breezes over the part that other people right now are like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like, would you just fucking call the CEO of Google and be like, Hey, I'm Daniel Hong and I want to do your, I want to do your wellness. So can you walk people through specifically? How did you go from Daniel Hong trainer at NC fit Exos, wherever you were working to, Hey, I believe I can provide huge value to your company. A, how do you find who the decision maker is? B, how do you get them to care who you are? And C, how did you get them to actually say yes? So for the first part to finding those uh, decision makers, I had to essentially Google um, who the HR directors were. And I went on LinkedIn and I looked up HR directors, um, people operations managers for businesses, and I would just cold call them. I would email them. I would send them a message through LinkedIn and I would let them know that I'm an experienced um, fitness coach and that I would love to bring, I would love an opportunity to show them the types of programs that I've seen work for thousands of people coming in through our gym and how I can offer that as a, as a unique service for their organization. And a lot of them already have yoga, they have meditation, they have a lot of different offerings as far as um, physical wellness goes. But I knew that with the way that I'm able to impact people, that I can offer something different. Um, bringing people together, using fitness to help them kind of enjoy the wellness experience. Okay, listen, if you're a gym owner or a coach and you want to help people the way that we help people at Active Life, we want to talk. 
head to ActiveLifeProfessional.com. ActiveLifeProfessional.com. We're helping hundreds of coaches from around the world get better results for their clients, helping them help people get out of pain without going to the doctor or missing the gym. And the gyms who are adopting the strategies that we're teaching their coaches are finding that their members are happier, they're retaining longer, and they're happy to pay more money. That's a win for everybody. If you're a coach or a gym owner and you're interested in finding out more about the Active Life Professional Path, head to activelifeprofessional.com. So you send an email, then you call, you're like, hey, Nancy, um, I believe that I can bring value to you guys through a different modality of fitness than you're currently doing. I'd love to come in and chat with you. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And then she's just like, all right, let's go talk. Like, is that, is that, was it that easy? Yeah. It, sometimes it was that easy. Uh, sometimes, um, uh, most of the time they send me off to somebody else that can, that has the bandwidth to actually sit down and consider what it is that I have to offer. But I would just, um, organize, I would just schedule a demo with them. Be like, Hey, I would love to, um, have a, uh, schedule your team for a demo and I could come in and show you, uh, what it is that I would offer your employees and what I would find, what I find to be working with other companies. And are you asking for the sale? In that demo, and when I say asking for the sale, are you telling them, "Hey, I would love to come here and do this Monday, Wednesday, Friday, nine a.m. to ten a.m. It's going to be three thousand dollars a month." How does that work? Uh, the pricing I usually don't discuss until they've seen the value that I have to offer, and I really just ask that the conversation starts with, "What are the needs of your company? If you could change the wellness structure of your business right now, what is it that you're looking for?" And then they would give me some pertinent information and I would let them know that, hey, an, an inclusive wellness program should already have those things. And I have the experience of seeing how um, a well-tailored program can address those important needs of your company. What are, some of those, we would, what are some of those things, Daniel? The most important that the companies are looking for is engagement, employee engagement. So they want compliance with their employees. They want their employees bought into the idea of your health has a direct correlation to the productivity of your work. And companies essentially are paying employees to produce work. And if you can't do that well, then the company is, is losing money. And so all companies know this. There's a direct relationship between your physical health and the quality of your work. And so companies want to make sure that their employees understand that clearly. So when I go in with the approach of educating the workforce as far as uh, why it's important for you to spend at least 10 minutes each day um, addressing some movements and exercises that uh, combat the common injuries that you might find at work due to the stress or even just being sedentary, then they start to realize like, okay, this is what my company is investing in now. They're actually investing in my physical wellness so that I can perform at the highest level for my company. And in turn, you know, they're, they're getting bought into the company uh, leaders that way. And then are you directing how everything works after that in terms of what time you're going to be there at, how long the classes are going to be, what you're going to charge, or are you asking them like, so how often would you want this? 
Um, I give them a baseline based off of what I, uh, me and other companies currently work off of. Uh, usually it's based off of the frequency of the service. So if they're asking me for once a week, um, it's a higher tiered price. And if they're the, if I'm there for uh, multiple sessions a week, then there's a lower tier. Right. Meaning, just so people understand, he's not saying he makes less money when he's there multiple times. It's less money per time, more money overall. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that's awesome. I love all of that. So the interesting thing to me about all of this that I think people need to hear and take home is you're not going into companies that are like Joe's Coffee Shop and saying, hey, do you guys have a corporate wellness program? No. Cool. I'd love to give you one. And, and this is how it would work. You're going to Google. You're going to Stanford. You're going to Apple. These companies have it. And so many people, especially in the fitness world, I believe, live this fallacy that if it already exists, I, I can't add anything to it. And then that's one side of the pendulum. The other side of the pendulum is they need me. And you're like, well, you don't even know what they're doing yet. Yeah. And you don't know what they're looking for. So what would your advice be to somebody who is looking to go in and, and, and maybe just kind of do what you do? I mean, I have, I have coaches who I work with all the time with my clients. I would love to help these guys, these girls, ladies, women, men, whatever, however yeah. you describe them, to, to learn how to cold call and walk in and provide a service. I think you have a huge opportunity there to help coaches too, by the way. Yeah, I would love the opportunity to just talk to um, these coaches that see the opportunity to share value with these larger organizations. Because ultimately, I think every coach runs into that problem of scale. Is how do I bring my value to more people? Um, it's just kind of the natural progression of a coach. And with that kind of uh, thought, the corporate space is often the place to go. And there are other wellness companies that are way more established than myself or even like big name CrossFit brands, uh, CrossFit gym names. But the point being that- They're huge. These companies have massive, massive infrastructure. People, People outside of that world don't even know what they're looking at. No, they don't. And these companies, they have everything. They have- so much, so many metrics to help companies really understand how long employees stay healthy at their company. I mean, this is over like three, five years of business with one company and they handle these large corporations. But um, the point being is, where were we going? What was that? <laughs> to, to, to help somebody who's like, oh, they already have it. Like, why, why would oh, they yeah. want me? Um, you have to explain to them the value of having a more effective wellness approach. A lot of these other companies too, because everything is so online now, uh, nothing's really on site or in person. It's, it's hard to like have this humanized effect with wellness, but that's how we know also real big changes are made. You mm -hmm. have to get the people, you have to talk to them, you have to show that you care. And once they understand that value, then, you know, they, they trust you. Yeah, for sure. So what kind of things have you seen? Because I, I think that there's a, um, what I mean by that is there's a lot of talk about a healthier person is going to be a more productive employee, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that the first thing people start thinking about is, well, Matt Fraser is not necessarily going to be better at 
the job at my company than the other guy who's been doing the job for 10 years and is 20 pounds overweight. And the the first thing to understand is we're not saying that the fittest people are the best employees. We're saying a person who is unhealthy would be more productive if they were healthy, the same person. Now, that being said, what have you seen in terms of you're not on the corporate side, meaning you're not seeing their productivity at work. What are you seeing from these people who – I'm not going to say that they're forced to work with you. They're encouraged strongly to work with you from their employer, which Mm -hmm. often feels kind of like a school trip. Like, oh, it's cool to go to the aquarium. Less cool when I'm going with my school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So uh, what have you seen from these people? Do they they come in skeptical? um, Some do initially. Uh, The first few sessions or the first month or two, um, people are rotating in and out because they'll try it once and then they'll maybe work gets in the way. So, you know, they have to prioritize their time. I understand that. But what I've seen is the camaraderie that comes from what we know of community based fitness and seeing that play out in a corporate space is really interesting because some of the, um, conversations I hear is like, oh, you're so-and-so, the person that I email back and forth with at least once a week where we hop on a call, but we've never met met face-to-face. And I think that's really cool to build those kinds of personal connections for businesses because um, that's how you get the team bonds to get stronger. And then now that they know, hey, so-and-so is going to be there or um, even different levels of people with uh, backgrounds of fitness, if you're a beginner and you see that maybe in advance, maybe you hear that Billy, he's always going on a 10 mile bike ride before he gets into the uh, office and you see him attending, then you're like, Hey, that's kind of cool that he's making the time to be a part of this. And then it gives them encouragement as well. Like, Hey, I can get to that level since we're all in this together. And as far as like from a programming perspective, making the barrier to entry as low as possible, because you want the engagement be as high as possible. So how do you do that? You're not going to advertise it as a boot camp class. You're not going to advertise the offering as CrossFit because it's not. Um, you're going to offer it as a way for them to address their wellness, but through body weight movements, helping them understand why they're experiencing certain kinds of pains and then how they can address it throughout the week, uh, even when you're not there. Because the company wants to see lifestyle habits start to change so that you know, company they, companies they want to save money, they want to lower attrition, they want to prevent turnover as much as possible, they want to acquire as much talent as possible. That's the biggest thing. That's why Google acquires so much talent. That's why Apple, because these companies they've built a brand and they have the infrastructure, they have the the funds allocated to offer the highest end perks and benefits. But for other mid-sized companies that I that I have. Um, the experience working with, they want to eventually get to that level. But first it starts with how can we get every single employee to first uh, understand that we're invested in their physical well-being to the point where we're bringing on-site Daniel Hong to come and address this for you once a week. And like you said, they, they don't force the employees, of course, but they strongly encourage to take advantage of this benefit because it's what employees are actually looking for in the first place. And then do you do anything to, to maximize turnout? Because I imagine that part of what you need 
mm-hmm. is to be able to show, yo, 40 people came to class this week. So do you do any rounds where you're walking around the offices? For example, hi, I'm Daniel. I'm going to be coaching a class here on Tuesday at 9 a.m. Love to see you there. Do you do anything like that? Yeah, definitely. We do um, myself and uh, sometimes I work with other coaches. We'll do meet and greet just to try and get to understand who, who the employees are and just to kind of understand what their needs may be. Uh, what they've experienced in the past as far as, hey, have you ever taken a group class before? How do you feel about exercising and um, doing a physical exercise class with your coworkers? Is that something you'd be interested in? And sometimes it's it's surprising, but you'll hear like, no, I don't feel comfortable. And it's like, okay, it's good to understand that because that's the kind of communication you need. That Those are the data points you need to bring up to the decision maker and let, letting them know the best approach might be something different than what we had discussed based off of the people that we've met, hearing their opinions and having that top level buy-in from the company leaders, um, HR staff, the decision makers that have to deal with the people's uh, people operations of the business. Um, then you can work closer together and understand because this is information they may not have known because it's not really their wheelhouse to go and talk about fitness and wellness. But for me, when I am able to share that kind of data with them, then it kind of opens their minds to like, okay, we may need something a little more well-rounded or we may need something a little more uh, generic for the time being so that we can have the most amount of people attend. Oh, your mic cut out. Sorry, is that better? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, shouldn't hit the mute button when you cough. (laughs) <laughs> I, I was I had a little coughing fit. And I hit the mute button. Forgot to turn it back on. So, do do you ever do kind of like a blend of that where there's some big group stuff and then some really small group stuff, maybe some one on one stuff at the same time? Yeah. So some teams will reach out to me um, specifically to say like, "Hey, we love what you're doing, but I would like to give my team an opportunity to experience it together." And then they take it upon themselves to make sure, hey. Guys, I scheduled a session with Coach Daniel Hong. He's coming in on Thursday at, at lunch. So we're actually going to take lunch a little earlier, and then we're going to take the class with him. And he's going to walk us through some wellness exercises, some body weight things that we can do. And it's an opportunity for us to hang out together other than like a beer bash or something. Right. It's a healthy way for us to get some time together. Exactly, yeah. And so, I mean, I don't, I don't know this. I didn't set it up in advance, so just feel free to say no. If the answer is no, do you have any stories of people who kind of like walked into one of these sessions the first day as a skeptic? They were like, oh, I'm just supposed to do this. I'm at work and like they want me to work out and then their life changed from it. Did you hear me there? Yeah, you froze a little bit, but I think I got the gist of it. So the gist of it one more time was, has anybody ever walked into one of those sessions kind of skeptical? Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, whatever. Like my boss said I should come. And so I'm here, but whatever let's just do this and then months years whatever it is later they're a different person because of it yeah absolutely can you tell us a story Uh, like that yeah uh there's this woman um lupe and she is actually a nurse at the va hospital in livermore which is about 45 minutes outside of the the south bay area um and the va hospital has been really cool to work with because their nurses 
they work really hard. Like the, the, the ladies that come in, the guys that come in, they are definitely worked um, beyond <laughs> what is normal. I'm just laughing. I don't want to like, I don't want to like bad talk the VA system, but um, no, I mean, they just work extremely hard because the demographic of people that they're servicing are so important. Right. Mm -hmm. So I totally understand that. And they extend themselves to service um, this population of people. And it's super important. Um, but she came to us, some of the classes and she, she really enjoyed just kind of having an opportunity 30 minutes once a week to just move around and she would break a little sweat and she would encourage other, other nurses to come along with her. And then I didn't see her for a few, actually like a couple months, she was not attending anymore. And so I just reached out to the director and I was like, Hey, can I, would it be okay if I emailed so-and-so just to kind of check in? Cause I haven't seen her attend classes. And so I just shot her a quick little message and was just like, Hey Lupe, we miss you. We just would love to see you back in class. And she didn't reply, but she did end up coming to the next, uh, the following week's class. She had told me about um, nothing specific, but she was just like, you know, I'm going through some family things right now. And it's been really hard for me to kind of take care of myself. So I just haven't had the energy or kind of like the mental capacity to, to join you. And I just encouraged her, hey, you know, um, you're here today. So let's just get you moving. So she started to move. And then, you know, I actually talked about the... Um, the talk that Larry gives at the workshops about your pain threshold and why she, why all of us experience pain at some point, because there are other life factors that have a bearing on the way we might feel when it's finally time to address self-care, whether that's in the gym or whatever it is. And that really made her think about her lifestyle and a lot of the factors that played in downplaying her own health and wellness. And so she took that information with her and she was nonstop just all about making sure from there on out, she would attend every class. And as she attended every class, you know, I started noticing she was just a different person. Her personality was already super bright. And that's why I think I was just like attracted to her. I was just like, she's super awesome. She's trying to get all the other nurses here um, to take the class too. And she pulled me aside um, recently, uh, a few months ago, but it, st it st stood out to me because she said, when we talked about how fitness, wellness, just being physically active is going to bring benefits to her outside of the gym, outside of the space we're using for these classes, she started to experience that in real life. She found it a way to handle her stress. She found it as a way to, um, in a healthy way, address the things that were bothering her, that were bringing her down. And so she looked at the classes as an opportunity for her to um, tackle those things in a healthy way. So she's lost weight. She's such a positive influence on the nurses in that at that location in Livermore and she's always a pleasure to work with. So it's, it's really cool to have seen that change so, in her. So I would love to bring that full circle for people who are listening that entire, like that's a great story and I appreciate you sharing it. And that story doesn't happen if you didn't put yourself out to the VA, say, I'd like to offer you guys a wellness program charge them for it 
execute on it, and then go above and beyond to reach out to their staff to make sure that they were attending it. If that doesn't happen, she doesn't get that outcome. So that's where I find that so many coaches and gym owners I talk to now are stuck in this space of I can't help people and make money at the same time. It's not allowed. I'm like, no, 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 no. You can. In fact, you need to do both. You can't, one doesn't happen without the other. And this is a great example of you walking in and saying, I need, I think I can help your business. You're going to help my business with money. And then going in there and actually caring about the job and doing it well. And it also speaks to the idea that people look at corporations, especially in the U.S. I don't know how this goes abroad, but in the U.S., there's a lot of corporations aren't people, Mm. right? Like they talk about Apple, like, oh, we need to bring Apple down, whatever. There's people who work for Apple, you know, and all these companies, all these big Silicon Valley companies that everyone's like throwing torches at right now. Yeah. The proverbial torches. And it's the, every one of those companies is founded on the backs of people who are paid yeah. to do a job every day who are just like you and me. Yeah. And it's, That's it's, absolutely true. And it's so easy to forget it. Yeah, it really is. So when you're up close and personal with a company like that, I mean, does it ever hit you the magnitude of the idea that a company like, let's say, Google, mm-hmm. you help somebody at Google. They do their job better. Everybody who uses Google has a better experience because you help that person be healthier. That's a lot of people using Google, by the way. Yeah. Does that ever hit you when you're there? Um, in the moment, it doesn't. But then when you think about the hours spent, the energy it takes to offer um, a top-level, top-tier product – when you think back on it, you understand why you're putting in all that effort. Not only because it gives you peace of mind knowing that you're financially being taken care of um, and having the opportunities to make a legitimate career out of it, but also it's people, like you mentioned. Like These are the people that are behind desks that are thinking about big world problems and how they can help. Like One, one team that comes to um, one of the classes I have at Google – they are solely responsible for addressing the needs of uh, consumers that are disabled. And how are they going to access a phone? How are they going to have better voice recognition? How are they going to have all the other opportunities um, available to them, readily available to them? And they're constantly thinking about these big world issues. And when I think about that, I'm like, wow, that's pretty powerful that they understand the need for themselves to perform at a very high level by taking advantage of wellness offerings, taking care of their health, making sure that cognitively they're staying very, very sharp, but also the effect that they have on the world and the consumers that are in front of them. So yeah, I I haven't really had the opportunity to think about that, but when you put it into those words, you know, these companies are human, you know, if they didn't have the people performing the work, nothing would get done. But it starts somewhere and and it starts with people. And so at that level, are, are they letting everybody in the company get access to you? Or is it like, no, 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 if you're not a six-figure employee, you just stay in the back? Oh, no way. Yeah, this, this service is available to every single employee, even contractors. So some classes have contractors that have six-month um, 
contracts with these companies and they come in take advantage of like, oh, that's great that they have, you know, an on-site wellness offering. Sure, let's take advantage of that. So it's pretty cool that they extend that out to even um, those kinds of employees. That is really cool. So Daniel, I mean, I, I feel like I could talk to you for a long time because I honestly, you, you left an impression on me in Charlotte. Then you came to the workshop in Atlanta and furthered that impression. And I just, I, I'm so impressed by you and your professionalism and your go-getter attitude. I'm, I'm curious if there's anything that I haven't asked you that you feel like is like this gold mine of information that I should be talking to you about. Um, no, you know, I think we hit on all the things that I have a strong passion for. And I think it's people that are at the spearhead of this movement, like yourself, um, your company, Active Life, uh, the coaches, Ray, Larry, uh, Ryan, all these guys that I got to meet in person and understand why you would hand select these individuals to be part of your team. Um, and the countless other active life coaches that, um, I see online and that I think they're doing an incredible, um, job at, and guys like Stu and you guys are really giving opportunities for people, especially the professional coaches to find a better way of addressing the issues that we all face at some point is how am I going to survive doing the thing that I love? And you guys are letting us know, like, it's okay to have that thought. And we're on the other side and we've done the work of what it takes to make all those concerns valid, but also how to address it so that you can have happiness in continuing to do what you love doing. And so I think it's so awesome what you guys do as a company. Um, and that's why I think, I, I knew I wanted to kind of like just latch on to you guys is because your, your mission as a company is so powerful. And I think like you, like you're saying with a lot of the posts that you make is that if the coaches aren't professional, we can never really do what it is that we all set out to do is to help people live healthier, higher quality lives. And so I, I'm, I'm so thankful that we were able to cross paths and that um, you were able to really give me a lot of good information and being honest about the services that you guys have to offer us. And, you know, I, I look forward to continuing a partnership together and, you know, helping millions of people. Yeah, man, that's what's up. I, you know, it, what you just said, nailed it. I, I just, I was recently on a podcast and thank you, by the way. Of course. Just start with that. I was just on a podcast with Jason Ackerman, the, the best hour of their day. And I was talking about the gym business is a service business. Mm -hmm. The service provider is the coach. If we devalue the coach, we devalue the service, we devalue the business, and we should just shut the fucking thing down anyway. Mm. So it all starts with the coach being successful so that the rest of it can also be successful. And so when I see people like you going out there and doing it, it, it gives me a lot of hope. So Daniel, where, where can people who listen to this and are inspired by it and want to reach out and be like, Hey, I want to hire you to do corporate wellness for me because you should, if you're listening to this and you're in the area where Daniel is, you should be calling them, DMing them, emailing them, whatever. And you should be hiring them. And, coaches who are out there who are like, I want to be just like you. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are plenty of them who just listen to this and they're like, huh, I never even thought of that. Who would love to reach out and be like, how do I do it? How do they find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at dhfitnessinc. Um, you can email me dhfitinc at gmail.com. And I would love to just have a conversation going with you because I know the thoughts and kind of doubts that you have. Um, if the person that's listening to this is in that situation, it helps to just even talk about it. And wherever you're at, regardless if you're near local or not, I would love to just kind of help you navigate some of your thoughts and to um, tackle these challenges in a systematic way so that you can at least have something to work off of. Because there's no shortage of companies or people to help. They're constantly there. And so if we can, you know, all, all ships rise with the tide. If we can help everybody in a more positive way, influence the large groups of people that are out there that need this kind of help, then, you know, we can only do better. We can only help more people. So everybody comes up. Reach out. Guy's a fucking stud. Daniel, I appreciate it. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Sean. What's up, everybody? It's Dr. Sean again, and I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I got a favor to ask you. Head to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to leave us a five-star rating. Also, while you're there, drop a little review. Tell people what you liked about the show. And of course, share it with the three friends who you think would find the most benefit from this episode. Till next time, turn pro.